One of my favorite quotes from the Office series comes in the Casino Night episode when Michael says to Toby, who's their HR person, Why are you the way that you are? Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. Welcome to the Impact of Leadership podcast, where we believe that no one drifts into excellence. I'm your host, Steve Shear, and in this episode, we're covering not only why people are the way they are, but also, is HR standing in the way? Whether we admit it out loud or not, we've all wanted to avoid a colleague over the years who just rubs us the wrong way. They're too direct, or they share too much information. Maybe they're just go-with-the-flow type people that you just can't get a read on how they feel like ever. Our conversation today is with two HR professionals, Becky Jeglum and Sean Halloran. Becky is a friend of CCB and uh, somebody that we utilize as an additional outside resource for the more intricate HR issues that sometimes pop up in business. Now, Sean is a certified DISC trainer and the person who led our entire company through DISC training recently. So what is DISC? How does all this fit together? Well, I'll let the professionals take it from here. Let's start with you explaining maybe more, and this can be either one of you, explaining uh, what DISC is and maybe how it's different from other assessments, because I'm sure a lot of people listening in will know something about personality assessments and things like that. Sure. Thanks, Steve, for having us today. Um, my name is Sean Halloran. You know, DISC is a leading personal assessment tool used by over 1 million people every year to improve work productivity, teamwork, and communication. It was developed from research and uh, theory spanning from 80 years uh, by Dr. William Marston. Uh, he was a professor at Columbia University. Okay. Uh, the DISC model provides a foundation piece uh, and a common language that people can use to discuss what behaviors they share with others and what they do differently. Uh, DISC is different from other assessments because it uh, focuses on behavior uh, based on how people view themselves in their various environments. Uh, versus other assessments, um, they, um, you know, versus how people approach the environment mm -hmm. intellectually and um, attitudinally, and how they process the information. So, the the framework of DISC is to help increase, improve, a better communication within organizations, things like that, by understanding yourself better, understanding those around you. But if you could help myself, those of us listening understand each of the categories. So DISC stands for something. So what is it that these things stand for? What are the categories? Like some of the some of that kind of groundwork would be helpful too. Sure. Um, DISC uses a four quadrant approach where an employee's behavior style will, you know, fall under. Um, if you were looking at a circle, the top left quadrant would represent dominance, where a person places emphasis on accomplishing results, the bottom line and uh, confidence. Uh, the person would show behaviors in seeing the big picture and these people could be quite blunt. Uh, they accept challenges and uh, they get straight to the point. Okay, and so that's D for dominance. Then we've got the right top quadrant, uh, which would represent influence. Uh, this is where a person places emphasis on influencing or persuading others. Uh, they are open and enjoy building relationships. 
Their behaviors include showing enthusiasm, they are optimistic, they like to collaborate, and they dislike being ignored. I am an influencer, Steve. I am. <laughs> and I am. so is Steve. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've got that turned way down right now because I'm trying not to jump in and interrupt too much. No, you're being great. Um, in the lower right quarter, uh, quadrant, uh, it represents steadiness, where a person places emphasis on cooperation, sincerity, and dependability. This style's behavior includes not like being rushed. They have a, a calm manner and they're approachable. They are supportive and have humility, okay? And then finally, the, the lower left quadrant represents conscientiousness, where people place emphasis on quality and accuracy, expertise and competency. Their behaviors include enjoying independence, objective reasoning, wanting details, and the fear of being wrong. So uh, you said, Sean, that you're an I. I know that I'm. I tested, and I can kind of turn this <laughs> up or down. But I, yeah, you know, was I was like ID kind of a thing. Uh, what are you, Becky? I'm an I as well. Okay. I I do veer closely to the ID as well, though. So okay. if you ask people that work closely with me or even my clients, I think. Sometimes they definitely would probably guess that I am a D. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can turn that on or off or okay. down a notch when I need to as well. So HR roles, um, historically or stereotypically, I wouldn't categorize HR folks as, you know, eyes. More outgoing, more um, super energetic, but more on the cautious, like, let's just take it slow here. Uh, the stereotypical from the office, you know, Toby, uh, HR person is kind of squashing fun, but you're both very fun and energetic. So how do you correspond? How do you how do you put those things together? The personality types and the job roles and it not necessarily being what the stereotypes are. We all have all the quadrants. OK, um, it's just where our strengths are. And at that moment of time mm-hmm. that we're taking maybe possibly the assessment. Okay, um, what's more innate? And so, whereas, you know, Becky was just saying she's an ID, in a couple of years, she could be fully a D. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and the same thing for me. I mean, I've taken the disc about five different times and I fluctuated from an I to an IS. Um, but we all use all the different quadrants and it depends on our situation and possibly okay. our audience. Um, and uh, some other variables there. So um, let's just get this out of, out of the way because I think I already know the answer, but which one of these is the best? <laughs> None of them, Steve. There's the Good HR. Answer, Becky. Good There's answer. There's the HR. My color. partner in crime. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously CCB, we're believers in this thing. I'm a believer myself. Um, I've been able to experience it, uh, but so the, for those of us that are listening in, the folks that are listening in who haven't experienced DISC training or the assessment, uh, what are some of the goals that you all are wanting to accomplish when conducting this training or when somebody's stepping into taking the assessment? During the training, we want everyone to get a better understanding of the, of the dimensions of DISC like we just went through right now. Uh, we want them to review and discuss their individual DISC styles. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody takes an assessment. Um, everybody has a profile and um, we want them to have that overview. Um, we want them to have a better understanding of the interplay of their DISC style and others regarding their work relationships uh, while discussing uh, ways to adjust their style 
to increase communication effectiveness. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. Okay. And I think um, it really is like the puzzle pieces, you mm -hmm. know, coming together. Yep. So no right or wrong answer. And, <laughs> sure. you know, sometimes there might be perceptions that one style is better than the other. But the reality is, is if you didn't have all four of those coming together and maybe butting heads at different times sure. or having different perspectives, like you really do need all four of those quadrants coming together to really drive change and, and be as successful and profitable as you can be as an organization. So it's it's really understanding the differences of everybody else, including yourself, and how do those all pull together. So you that leads right into my next question, actually, Becky, when you said kind of butting heads and things like that. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about it a little bit. Uh, let's talk about conflict. So how does DISC approach conflict in the workplace? And what would you want to say about conflict and, and the utilization of DISC in the workplace? Yeah. Conflict, and you heard me say it in both sessions, it isn't negative and it's not positive. It just is. It's how we decide to respond to it. It's how we're using our styles and thinking about other people's styles when trying to come up with the best solution in the most effective way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had several conversations with some of your employees and saying like, hey, listen, absolutely. I, I have some maybe different ideas, but you're right. I'm, I'm not trying to win. I just want to be heard. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel it's challenging being heard. So this tool is going to help me, I feel, change, tweak my style so that I can be heard and that somebody will understand and we can come to that compromise. I thought that was great. Every, every different style has a, these strengths and then, you know, the opposite side of that things, areas of opportunity or whatever we want to phrase it as. <laughs> um, if I wasn't being, you know, eloquent, I would say, you know, there's the strengths and the weaknesses or the yin yeah, and the yang or, kind of thing. Or, or the overuses. Overuses, right? sure. Yeah. So when it comes to conflict, thinking of the D-I-S-C, the different styles, what are some of the things that you've seen in um, – the workplace and taking the assessment and doing the trainings, however you want to phrase it, what does it look like for the different personality types to struggle with conflict? Are some more prone to conflict? Are some like, hey, I'm just going to hit this. I'm just going to go straight forward to, to it and do the thing. Are other people going to shy away from it? What is it? Yeah. Where does that fall? Where does it look like? I'm going to take these two past day sessions. You know, there was a lot of conversation, I, I think, around um, some people that were a D mm -hmm. and saying like, well, my perception was if they were giving me a short answer, maybe that they weren't possibly interested or didn't connect with me. And through the session, and this was just so happened to be somebody that was an I and then also happened with somebody that was an S, like now I'm getting to see that that's not necessarily true. Mm -hmm. That that is a strength of theirs being direct, getting to the point. And I'm seeing that as not a strength, mm -hmm. but... Now I've self-realization that I could, you know, not perceive it in that fashion or even ask them maybe for some more clarity and trying to partner with them or not even possibly avoid them because I felt that I wasn't building a relationship with that individual. Mm -hmm. To me, that would be an example. Okay. I think that... Um not necessarily always, but sometimes the S is right because they want everybody to get along and just create harmony and all of that. So they might sometimes be tend to view at, viewed as um, conflict avoiders, mm -hmm. right? Because they just want to keep the peace. They don't sure. want to ruffle the feathers, um, that kind of thing where, you know, like your D's um, might be viewed as they're, you know, creating more conflict or whatever, or even the analytical people. The C is where they're asking lots of questions and maybe challenging different ideas and stuff. And, and certain um, styles may view that as they're trying to create conflict or they're trying to be difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's really just them trying to 
create that clarity and analyze things. So yeah. I think it's some people might be viewed as like, oh, they like to have more conflict and mm-hmm. then others like to hide behind it based on their style too. One of the things that was said in the training today, um, I think it, I can't remember who it was, but he was giving a recap from their group exercise uh, and said that sometimes the storytelling almost becomes too much. Just give it, give us the bullet points, what needs to be done, the action items, that kind of thing. And I bend towards the storytelling side of things, which you all saw in this <laughs> short break that got extended because I was telling stories about Fiji and other things. Uh, but realizing that it does, it does help that they're not, sometimes people aren't just trying to be steamrollers or doormats, but their bend is toward giving you an answer, trying to fix the thing or listening. Mm-hmm. And you got to kind of draw that, draw that out of people. Yeah. So uh, tracking with you so much uh, with how disc is formed and what it could form and what it, the, the structure of disc, I guess I should say is. So now help us connect it to company culture. The last two days at CCB, we've done this training. Uh, that's great unless we don't put it into practice. So connect it to company culture and those listening in that might feel stuck that the company's always going to be that the way it is, uh, wherever they're at. And how does the disc assessment help increase morale, increase company culture, things like that? I would say to people after today's session, um, don't give up. Take, you know, one of the last exercises that we conducted today was like, think about two situations that you would like to um, improve upon. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's upon your own self-development, but your managers, um, your leaders, um, can help partner with you in following up on that. Uh, utilize your behavior style and and retake a look at that. Uh, take a look at some of the people that you're working with on what their strengths are and remind yourself of, mm, have I perceived any of those things as an overuse? Uh, I think in wrapping some sessions, uh, the session up, we were talking about creating a common language. That's what we're setting mm. here. We're creating this common language so that we can have these conversations. And not only that, but the safe environment to discuss it, that it's okay. That's good. That, and I'm crossing, if I feel like I have been communicated in a way that I'm not feeling good about, I could tell the other individual, no matter what behavior style that they are, mm. right? And that we can work together in overcoming it. Mm-hmm. But don't give up. This is change. Change is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, if we give up every time something is new and uncomfortable, because let's call it what it is, some of these things could be very uncomfortable for people to try to approach. Yeah. We would, we would never, you know, get to some of our goals and things like that. Yeah. What would you say to somebody that's listening in and it's like, well, this is just like fluffy, soft skill, lovey-dovey stuff. What would you, what would you say to them to encourage them to, that this is important? I would say have enough courage to um, have some skin in the game, take the assessment and then let's talk. Because I think, you know, in the past two sessions, that's exactly what we did because mm-hmm. there were probably some people that came into those and I've had previous classes like, yep, this is soft, this is fluff, I'm not really sure why we're here. And then after the two to four hour stint, they're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, you know, this was right spec on. Mm-hmm. And hmm, it's incredible now to see it on paper. You know, maybe I've thought about some things in our head and that was sort of discussed today, but to see it on paper, yeah. boy, it, there's some validity. There. And as I discussed a few moments ago, this isn't just something that was created based on, hey, I think I'll create this great behavioral communication assessment. This is over 80 years worth of research and development mm-hmm. that came from a professor that over you know millions of people take every year. So there's got to be, you know, some true validity to this. That's good. Mm-hmm. 
That's a great response. Um, I found that, I don't know if it was page four or five of, uh, of the assessment, but where we did the check mark yeah. thing, like what do you agree with, what, you know, put yeah. a X next to the ones you don't agree with. And this is, uh, for those of you that are visual like myself, you can envision a piece of paper that's basically uh, somebody that's in your head telling you who you are. <laughs> so you're reading this, this paper <laughs> about yourself, and I found myself laughing, and this is the, like the third time I've read this, but I put, I think I counted 37 check marks on my page because I didn't do it just based on paragraph. I did it with each sentence. Is it true? Is it not true? Uh, so I found that it was very helpful that way. Um, so HR folks tend to have some of the best stories. Um, you work with people and so do I, but you work with people in a very special way. So sometimes uh, people are crazy like me, maybe, or um, other folks yet to be named or not to be named. But if you would, I would love to hear a story or two about before and after DISC, you know, before they came in and maybe they were tight-lipped and it ended up being great, or maybe the crazy wasn't so good after DISC and why not from your assessment? Like why didn't it get better after the DISC assessment or the DISC training? I think it's easy for people with any training, not even just DISC, right? You go through the training, it all sounds, you know, really great. And then you leave the room and you're back to the day to day and you don't put it into practice and you don't talk about it. So I think, and and I'll use CCB as an example. You know, we trained the leadership team almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I will say, you know, I work closely with all of you guys from the leadership perspective. And I think you guys have truly taken it to heart. You talk about it a lot. You've had some challenges and you've tried to utilize it as a tool to really come together and understand one another and improve that communication with yourselves. And you're now trying to do that with the rest of the organization. So you put literally the entire organization through that Mm -hmm. um, and are really going to push and drive people to be mindful and be aware and and focus on themselves to improve the communication. So to me, that's a win already. Um, So, you know, I I love seeing that people are changing. And I, like I said, I've seen changes, um, you know, even Patrick, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I can see that he really has taken it to heart. He's self-aware and, you know, tries to modify his Mm -hmm. style when he needs to in certain situations. So um, I think it's really great if you believe in it and you put it to practice. Yeah, seeing it from the top down, Patrick being the owner, the CEO, and him believing it, it's one thing, again, like you said, it's one thing to print off the the uh, workout regimen. It's a whole other thing to get up in the morning and do the sit-ups, but he's yeah. taking it on himself to, to pull back where he needs to pull back and lean in where he needs to lean in. Um, so that was a great answer, a very politically correct answer as well. I was kind of <laughs> digging for a little more dirt, but if, if <laughs> But if we need to be politically correct, that's perfectly fine. So I guess, Sean, it's up to you if you want to. Oh, yes. Well, you know, being politically correct, you sure. know, you can't mention any names yeah, or any yeah, companies yeah. out there. But uh, and I loved because we'd really love to tie it back to CCB. But, um, you know, throughout the session, you saw I'm going to put myself out there and Good. ADP. I mean, I, you know, I my behavior pattern is or my style is an eye and I'm very fast paced. I'm very energetic. I'm already onto the next project mm. before um, I gave an example of my computer being broken. And, you know, it seems like a little thing, but for me, it's detrimental and I'm traveling constantly. And I you had to stop in and work with somebody from my IT team. This is before that we even knew anything, right? Uh, um, I haven't even taken disc and I'm in front of them and I'm like, I needed it yesterday. Can we get it done? And it was like the deer in the headlights look. And, you know, I could see as a communicator, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to take a step back. 
And then as I became more acquainted with DISC or became the facilitator and things like that, I'm like, you know what? I just totally ran him over. My eye ran him over. I'm like, his style, and we had a conversation, his style was more of a CS. Mm. And with that being, it's more calm, more analytical, Mm -hmm. needed to understand why some of the components of it. So I rethought my approach, of course, and any other future communications and said, hey, listen, though I really would love to have had this yesterday, do you have any time for me today? Mm -hmm. And what does that look like in your world? This isn't one of those crazy stories, but these are day-to-day situations that affect the average Joe Mm -hmm. that um, end up making, I think, a bigger mountain out of a mohill because then if something bigger happens because we didn't communicate effectively, Mm -hmm. then half your company knows about it, right? And then we're talking about a whole different thing. Yeah, Something between the two sessions and and the 18 months ago-ish that the management team went through, it was reaffirmed again today. Um, and I didn't say it downstairs because I was trying to pull back my <laughs> my bend to get all giddy and freaked out and excited about this stuff. But um, I find that this type of a thing, whether it's DISC, but especially DISC, because that's what we implemented here. But anytime we somebody leans into a personality assessment f- with the motivation of learning someone else's bend, someone what, someone else's tick, what, what, uh, what that thing is that pushes them, it seems to be a a great way to bridge the gap from not trusting someone and trusting someone because Sean during the during the um the training you kept saying that this is a safe place and I kept thinking well it wouldn't be safe if we didn't trust each other you know and so this whole disc stuff like really stands on it seems like in my opinion I'm not certified, so don't take my quote for it. But it seems to stand on top of something else, which to me would be trust. Because if if, if we're going to really implement this stuff and apologize and say, uh, sorry, I steamrolled you or um, f- using myself, myself and Patrick. We've been in meetings with Melody of VP of Marketing and we're just rattling off ideas and it gets really overwhelming for her um, or it has in the past. And we've had to learn to say, are we doing that thing? where we overwhelm you? And she's like, well, kind of, because I'm trying to think of how to do the things. It's not that she doesn't believe in it, and it's not that she doesn't think it's great ideas. She's just trying to figure out how to put it into place. So with that trust being there, she's we've actually seen it work, where we trust each other enough to, um, I guess, verbally vomit on each other once in a while and forgive and move on and, and move past that. So um, I guess that would lead me then to I, make an assessment uh, of the assessment that if trust isn't in place and correct me if I'm wrong, if trust isn't in place, I don't think this would take hold. Is that accurate? How do, what do you think? Trust has to be earned. Right. And, um, I think what we're throwing ourselves into, into these sessions that there may have been some situations that have already happened in the past, mm. but we're trying to talk about, let's clean slate it here. Good. We're creating a new language here. Let's all try. Let's give it the good old college try. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got to go for it because if we just say, nope, we're not going to do it, that's not the answer. And I don't think that's what Patrick's looking for. That's right. Yeah, that's and right. I almost think in a way it could be a good way to build more trust or build the trust if it doesn't exist. Totally. Like getting yep. comfortable, being vulnerable, putting yourself out there, being aware of who you are and, and being okay with being you know, like you, like Sean said, you know, when she was overwhelming the IT person or when you're yeah. overwhelming Melody, you, you're you there to show them that you're respecting, like that you're overwhelming them and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So even if the trust isn't necessarily 
there from the get-go. It's actually a tool, I think, that you can actually build build trust um, within teams. That's good. And that, you know, follows with one of your core values. I mean, mm-hmm. on your website, you have talk about integrity. You mm-hmm. talk, Patrick talks about integrity all the time. And those go hand in hand. And once again, I mean, this isn't, you heard me say this in the session, we're not telling everybody they have to be best friends, mm-hmm. right? Go out for cocktails or go out to dinner afterward. But we are asking people to have um, trust and respect and integrity when working with other people and taking that leap of faith and applying these new tools and resources to want to um, overcome any obstacles that we may have had. Mm-hmm. Everything's built on communications. We cannot do anything together at CCB without communications. And um, let's do it together. It's good. So there's a ton more that we didn't touch on. I mean, we were, you know, between the two days, you guys have been here, you know, eight-ish hours and then plus the you know podcast recording, which thank you again for taking time to do this. But there's tons that I didn't touch on, touch on as we wind this thing down, as we kind of land the plane here. Uh, what do you want to leave us with? Where should we start for those of us that are, you know, leaning into this conversation? The companies that I've seen that have had the hugest success uh, with DISC have continued to implement ways of keeping it alive in their culture. It's, um, you know, and it's having people believe in it from the top down, Mm -hmm. which is phenomenal because we started there, right? We started there, you know, a little bit over a year and a half ago with leadership. Mm -hmm. Leadership joined the sessions, not because they were participating over the past two days, but because they wanted to make sure that everybody knows we're bought into this, we believe in it and it's working. And so I ask that, you know, it's not just up to leadership, it's up to everybody. Let's all, you know, start to utilize the tools and resources and we can partner with the ideas. We're not just asking for ideas from Patrick or your leadership team. Mm-hmm. What, kind of, what kind of ideas does, does everybody have? Mm-hmm. You, know, um, you know, one of the takeaways, two ways in which they think that they can implement some of their, uh, the different things that they've learned today. I don't know, meet with their leader saying, hey, this is how I'm partnering and moving forward. Uh, maybe they've had a challenge with um, a project well, let me take a step back and let me look at that project. Is it because somebody's not hearing my message? How can I use what I've learned today to clarify that message? And by the way, we can have so much fun with it. I think somebody in class asked, well, um, I find the challenge. I know who I am. I'm going to forget who everybody else is. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's have some fun with this. We talked about placing cards in people's um, areas of work. So mm-hmm. when you're walking in or if you need to check, like, oh, that's right. I forgot, you know, they were an SI. We conduct an activity where we're placing um, uh, descriptors, um, our um, styles on the big circle. Um, a great way to take a look at that again. Um, there's so much out there. There's other resources. Mm. There are um, websites, the MyDisc website. It's a website that some of, I think the leaders may be familiar with, mm-hmm. but after you take the yeah. assessment, and I believe it's myeverythingdisc.com, um, you can get even more information out there. They do present some ideas. There's some additional books out there. There was a book that I shared with our sessions. It was Taking Flight by uh, Merrick and Daniel Silvert. Uh, walks through the quadrants again as a nice, you know, friendly overview, gives some um, examples of some next step activities. Uh, other books, Positive Personality Profiles by Robert A. Rowan, PhD. It's another one. But you also, you have wonderful leadership that's taken the time to support this communication initiative. Utilize them as the resources. Mm. They are there. They're a leader, they're a mentor, they're a resource for you. So if we're feeling like we're getting stuck, 
we don't have to feel that way. Let's open it, open the door. Thank you. Um, do you have anything to add? You know, anybody can utilize DISC. Uh, they can go, you know, straight to DISC directly as well if they're not an ADP client and mm-hmm. um, go through the process just as we've described today to go through the assessments and all that directly with DISC as well. Yeah. Well, I've described it to people, again, analogies and stories that uh, you can go to the gym and throw some weights around and you get real sweaty and sore, but it doesn't mean you're doing the workouts appropriately. <laughs> um, so thanks for being our personal trainer with this whole DISC thing. We've appreciated you both. Um, because it, it matters a lot more when the muscles are sore on purpose that are actually going to help you get stronger <laughs> versus, you know, blowing your back out and doing the workout wrong. So thank you both for, for not just the training, but the conversation here and the willingness to be a resource. Uh, we'll have that, uh, the books that you mentioned and uh, the website in the show notes um, for this episode as well. So thank you both so much uh, for this conversation. It's been very valuable. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, Steve. Steve. I appreciate it. Thank you. you. Bye. Takeaway and action item. First of all, the takeaway. HR is not a roadblock, but a guide to help increase morale and company culture. Not the Toby from the office stereotype. Action item. Ask your HR person, professional, outside resource, whatever, what do you have available at your disposal that you and your team could tap into that's similar to DISC. Lead by being the one to ask about it, then be the first one to take the assessment, whichever one it is. Well, if you've gotten value from this episode, please pass it along to someone else or bring it up at the next networking event that you attend. And as I usually say, pass along the kindness. Give us a five-star review in whatever app you're using and maybe, just maybe, Also do a written review of what you thought about this episode and what we're doing here with the Impact of Leadership podcast itself. Well, thank you for your time. If you want to connect with us, you can shoot us an email at impactpodcast at ccbtechnology.com or you could check me out directly on LinkedIn. Just search Steve Shear. That's the platform I use most frequently. But more importantly, from all of us here at CCB, we're grateful for you and thanks for listening.